Welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm Nancy Tobler, your host. Today we have Honey Sigari and Mark Carr from the uh, new company called Kyrell. And uh, just as a brief introduction, Honey is an entrepreneur, a biochemist, which comes out in the interview, in the, an anti-aging industry disruptor and mom, she points out. Her holistic uh, LA skincare brand, Kyrell, is accumulation of a lifelong mission to improve lives and increase longevity. She combines her business acumen, bioscience knowledge, and a passion for empowering women to be beautiful and financially free. And they do talk about those women and how they train those women in this call. Uh, just a little bit about Mark. Mark is the VP of sales at Kyrell and comes with over a decade of senior level experience in network marketing, including the time he spent with 31 Gifts. In this episode, you'll hear how they felt about coming into direct selling. Uh, for Honey, it's new, and so that was interesting to just how do you deal with direct selling differently than you might deal with the uh, same beauty products out in the big wide world. Uh, we talk a, a, a lot about technology and how that influences not, not only their product, but how people use and train and sell their product using technology as well. So we have a great podcast we have with both Mark and Honey, and uh, let's get into it. So welcome today to Honey and Mark from Kyrell. We're excited to have you on, and thanks for sharing your time and your expertise with us. Uh, I just want to start off with Kyrell is a beauty company, and maybe you want to just say a little bit about your products uh, and how you're unique. But what was it like launching a beauty company in direct selling? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having us, Nancy. Um, we, well, I personally don't come from the direct selling world. I kind of serendipitously stumbled upon it. Uh, we do personalized skincare and supplements, but we're also uh, launching our Teladerm and prescription grade products um, within the next couple of weeks. Being, well, you know, it, it's funny. There's a story of there's a guy that goes on an airplane to this uh, new country and no one's wearing shoes. And he goes, oh, my God. And he's a shoe seller. He's like, no one's wearing shoes here. I got to turn back around and go back home. And then another guy goes there and sees that no one's selling, no one has shoes. And he says, oh, my God, opportunity. I could sell so many people's shoes, right? And so coming into direct selling, I saw so many things were missing. Like, first of all, product innovation, product differentiation, technology. I mean, it was just an industry that was ready to be disrupted. And there was a lot, people were doing the same old, same old, you know, another supplement company. And I was like, how can I make this different? How can I shake up the industry? How can we, you know, incorporate all these different elements that, and, and look to the future of seeing where is the industry headed right in the next 10 years like in general the the personalized beauty and so forth where is that headed so you know it took it took a while but um we were able to incorporate a lot of elements including ai machine learning personalization now we're in the forefront of telehealth and telederm and prescribing our branded prescription grade products to customers so it's really really exciting and i have I mean, I'm so thrilled to be in this industry and have stumbled upon it. Um, and also, I'm also seeing from direct-to-consumer companies that the Google ads and Facebook ads are no longer working the way they used to, right? Right. 
And because we came from the e-commerce world, our last business was in e-commerce, we had some insight and we were seeing that a lot of our customers, we had a fulfillment 3PL company, a lot of our customers, you know, their Facebook ads would get picked up. And now that click for $2 is turning into $15. So there's no way to control your ad spend. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, the, the, the future is nano influencers and how can we incorporate that? And that's sort of how I stumbled upon direct selling. If not, I had no intention. I thought of it as an industry, you know, it's, it's a pyramid and whatever I heard from others, because that was, that was my experience. Um, but now that I'm entering it, I see it as a platform to do so much good. You don't just have a one-time transaction with your customer. You have them. Now they're a voice in the community. And Oh my God, I am so thrilled. And I don't know if you can hear my excitement, but I am so glad I have entered this industry and it's very niche. It's small, but the communities are great and powerful. Um, And I I think Mark could elaborate on that a little too. Yeah, Mark. Well, here's the thing. I think that um, I just want to point out that, and I do this on most calls that, you know, when Honey started Chiral, um, you know, her and Darius, right, her partner in crime, her husband, could have kept it all to themselves. And I tell this story all the time because I think it just goes to the heart of what we're trying to do here and what Honey and Darius are trying to build here. And it really is a community. So they had a great retail presence. They could have done that. Um, but because of some personal things in Honey's own life and in her own story, she said, you know what, let me help men and women have something for themselves too. And so, you know, that's really where I come into the story. When I were talking about, you know, how did I get here to Cairo? Uh, that's really it. And so, you know, my my um, expertise and superpower, as they say, is building relationships. And so Honey and Darius have created a really great product, um, a really great service. It's about to get even better. Um, I, I mirror Honey's excitement about telehealth uh, only because it's going to change the game uh, in a very crowded beauty scene, as you said. Uh, but we really do have something that nobody else has. And so, um, yeah, I love the direct selling model. I just think it's great because it's a great equalizer um, and, and anybody can build a business from from this. Yeah, and I'll point this out in your bio, but uh, you've been in direct selling for a long time. So this isn't new to you, this working with women and ch- the challenges. Uh, so any challenges going into the beauty industry that you found with so so much competition out there in direct selling with beauty any challenges with that yeah so i didn't even think of it as direct selling right i i came into it and said how can the consumer products personal products industry be innovated right and at the time when i started there were only like less than four or five other companies that were doing personalization. And most of them were in the uh, shampoo uh, industry. There's function of beauty and there's, so I didn't even consider um, direct selling. I was like, how can we shake up and innovate within the consumer goods industry? And then how can we have effective anti-aging? Because I come from the world of aging and my background's biochemistry. So I've worked in labs and I've done a lot of uh, research on, on the process of aging. And everything that I'm seeing over the counter is like foo-foo fluffy stuff. And it's like, no, in order to really get effective products, you need to personalize. You have to, and you have to work with certain things. Like we work with alpha hydroxy and beta hydroxy acids currently, which need to be personalized. If not, they're not going to be effective. So 
I didn't even come into it thinking about how can we shake up direct selling or the beauty industry? It was kind of like, how can we just shake up this entire industry that Procter and Gamble and all these big conglomerates own? How can we shake it up? And so we're starting with skincare because I think it's the most personal thing that we interact with. We're putting it on our skin. It gets absorbed on this large, the largest organ of our body. Yeah. Um, it's very personal. However, I'm not going to stop until, you know, we've done the shampoos and then we do, you know, everything from toothpaste to laundry detergent and you name it. Um, so it, it is a crowded, um, it's a, it's a crowded space, but I think, um, we're not just looking at it as like a beauty company, right? We're seeing it as a lifestyle brand and, and it's evolving. I mean, we're launching our, um, our, uh, cleansers next month. And, and so the way that we've set up our supply chain is that once you set it up, you could really start plugging in other products and it's not that difficult, right? For us yeah. to plug in shampoos next, it's easy because we have the supply chain set up already. And that's what really took uh, the time. And that was the challenging piece of how can we um, personalize and have it be cost-effective because it's very costly to personalize. And I think that's why a lot of bigger companies don't get into it. So how can we streamline the process? How can we think about the automation piece? How can we, you know, we thought about all these things, right? So those are challenges. And I think bigger companies that want to enter, we started with the foundations of personalization. However, if you want to go backwards and you're already a CPG brand for you to enter into personalization, it's going to be very, very difficult, right? Yeah. To control costs and your consumers are already used to a certain, um, certain price product from you. And, um, but yeah, it, it does have its challenges, but I think our foundations were very, very good and clear from day one. And we were thinking of, uh, what does this product look like in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? What is this company going to yeah. evolve to right, right from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Let's talk because I didn't realize you were doing this. Uh, let's talk about telehealth. I, I don't think I don't think I know anyone who's doing telehealth in the direct selling space. So that is unique. Yeah. What does that look mm-hmm. like? Oh my god! I am so excited. I actually wanted to do this day one when we first launched, but it was very very challenging at the time. This is pre COVID, you, you know. But the CARES Act has kind of changed the landscape a little bit. Um, so we're, we're going to be able to have and provide, have practitioners in almost every state and they will be able to, um, you take a quiz, you still go through the same type of framework that you currently go through. Right now we have our customers have to take a quiz and based off of their quiz results, we have enough um, information for us to be able to, um, you know, give them a um, personalized product, right? A bespoke sure. product. So now it's the same exact process. We're just adding a couple more questions that the doctors need to know, you know, certain things like, are you pregnant, breastfeeding? Um, what are your, you know, uh, have you been to the dermatologist, et cetera? You know, additional questions. And then from there, we're able to send the prescription off to a, um, a compounding pharmacy. And we're working sure. with a bunch of compounding pharmacies currently. Um, and so they are able to, so not, not only are we personalizing our non-prescription grade products, now we're able to personalize the prescription grade because your tretinoin and niacinamide percentages and whatever else that might be in your product are going to be different than somebody else's. So right. it's, that's the cool part of working with compounders. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's what, what it's looking like. And I'm so excited because now we're able to treat diagnose, treat, and, you know, like 
wow, this is my dream. Effective yeah. products. Some of them have to be prescription by prescription. And we can now do that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, way to think outside the box. Uh, yeah. Personalization is powerful. I think we'll see uh -huh. more and more of that. But I think you're right. <laughs> I think coming backwards from, say, uh, an Avon that's always sold it, right, uh, door to door, uh, and you everybody gets the same product, the same lotion, the same potion, everybody gets the same. For them to step back and start doing personalization, I think it's going to be, as you said, perhaps a harder uh, <clears throat> process than it was to start out with it as personalization to begin with. So that's fantastic. Anything that thank you've you, learned you. <laughs> about direct selling that you want to share? Some, some things, uh, some thoughts about direct selling? Yeah, I, I could quickly, and Mark can elaborate on this, but the challenges that I've seen are um, hiring, especially executive level um, employees or just in general, bringing, for example, a CMO on. You can't just go and hire from the CMO pool that's out there. Because we're so niche and we have two customers and sometimes they're one of the same, there's not too many people that understand that. And that has been a, a huge challenge because even when we talk to service providers, like, you know, we want someone to do a, a little bit of online advertising for us. They put us right away into the direct, uh, direct to consumer route. Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't work in our industry because right. it's like, no, um, our consultants are actually our first consumer. So how do we accommodate them? But then we also have the other uh, customer. So it's, it's been very, very challenging um, filling this niche of, of and finding people who understand it. Um, and Mark, maybe you can you can go um, elaborate a little bit more. Mark. Well, you know what, here's the thing. So I think that, you know, when we think about where network marketing and direct selling is today, um, I think we at Cairo are exactly where we need to be. So we talked about COVID before. I think COVID has taught employers, of which I was one, you know, I mean, I still hired people, right? And, and, and Honey and Darius now, of course, is the owners, right? I think one of the things that we learned is that employees are demanding, right? They're literally demanding flexibility. Right. They are saying, you know what? I want no more office politics. I don't want to get in my car every day and drive. You know, I don't, I literally want to work and do my best quality work in a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. And so we are here in network marketing, like we're literally perfect for those people. You know, there are still highly talented people who say, I don't want to drive to work anymore. I think the side gig and the gig economy um, and network marketing of which we are a part of, we are ripe for the taking, right? I just think that we are right now the option for millions of people. And again, we saw it, right? You can read all the reports and you can read all the articles that, that like the great resignation, right. but those people are coming over to gig economies um, right. and we are there for them um, with, and I say this all the time, but literally something that nobody else can offer. And so, yeah, I think um, we're ready. So I know that that is a challenge, but we're ready. Yeah, we are ready to yeah. take those people. So I think you're yeah. right, right? It's one of the things that I end up uh, talking to companies about. But uh, honey, I think you really nailed it on the head. Finding C-suite level or vice president level who understand direct selling as well as understand beauty uh, are hard to find. Mm -hmm. They're hard to come by, these people. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that is a challenge, like you say, when you haven't been in this space before. 
But I think mm-hmm. it's it is fascinating. Compare yourself to the gig for me. Uh, so you know, if you're an Uber driver, you can sort of make twenty dollars an hour, twenty five maybe. But you ruin your car in the process, and nobody calculates that in. So do you do a a price <clears throat> per hour sort of thinking on? your product or do you really don't think about it that way? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're not really thinking about it that way. I mean, first of all, talking about the gig economy, when we started developing this uh, in 2018, it was it was first just an idea, right? It was a concept. Um, I wanted to create a business that was recession proof. So I really thought hard and, and, and really hard because I knew there was something coming and then uh, and it wasn't, right? It was just the, the good times were coming. And, and now we're slowly starting to see the economy slow down and now we have the war and so forth. So I really think direct selling is a recession proof business business, right? Um, And when we think about, uh, uh, so I also wanted it to be accessible to as many people as possible without having them have a large investment of buying products and so forth. Because our products are personalized, there's no way for anyone to buy inventory, right? Right. And right now we're running this promotion of $9.99 to come on board. And, you know, I wanted, I wanted people to thrive and succeed. And I wanted to grab some of the market from our other competitors and other direct selling. And so I thought about it like that. Like, how can I make it so that my my business, my product is so enticing, people can't resist, right? Right. So that, that was the initial well, a no, mindset. A, and, a no lose, right? Yeah. Set it up as a right. no lose situation. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, nine out of 10 businesses, startups fail in America. Right. So if you're going to, if the, if the chances are stacked against you, you might as well go into something that's super low risk, right? So <clears throat> how can I give an opportunity to someone and then also be able to help them to thrive in that opportunity, right? Right. Um, so that that's that was the mindset. Like we, I think we just really had good ideas and a solid foundation from the beginning. And if you're built, if you build your house on these solid foundations, you kind of become unshakable. Um, so yeah, that that was that was uh, the thought. So no, we're not thinking about a, a, as per hour. We're we're still too young, right, to, yeah. to even have those thoughts. We just want to grow right now. We want to get right. the word out. We're excited, and right. and we want to focus on. And that's the other thing. Our biggest department right from the beginning were, were developers, right? We had a huge technology team before we had anything else. We didn't even have marketing before we had, them, but we had our developers. So the thought process was like incorporating the technology piece and being um, really strapping yourself in. Whereas I think a lot of direct selling companies from what I'm hearing is that's the piece that they're really struggling with, the technology yeah, it is. and so forth. Yeah. Let's there's not too many good it. options out there. Yeah. There's not. I mean, it's pretty awful. The, the, the options that we have for like right now, we didn't want to build our back end um, consultant uh, platform, right? We didn't, we wanted to just tap into an existing one because there's so much that goes into it. There's right. commission calculations and so forth. And like the options are pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to lie. Unless um, it's like the capabilities are just not there. And it's like, well, if we were to build this ourselves, we would have so many great things that we would incorporate. But right now we're, we're, we're kind of like, well, you know, you have to pick and choose your battles at yeah. this point. Eventually we'll probably do that. Um, it's just right now, cause there's payment processors that come into it and there's a yeah. lot that we yeah. have to consider. Oh yeah. There's a uh, yeah. 
a taxes yeah. and taxes in every state. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Whether or not you exactly. tax it exactly. if it's a farm pharmaceutical grade uh, as opposed to a non pharmaceutical mm-hmm. grade. Just lots of things. Yep. Let's talk a little oh, more yeah. in depth about technology. So you started off by saying you you're doing some machine learning and some AI. What kinds of things are you <laughs> doing there uh, that might also be very innovative? Sure. So uh, educating the customer was super important. I wanted to somehow incorporate my science background and I wanted to educate on the, not only the process of aging. So we put out tons of great content on that sort of thing, on the aging process. I wanted it to be so that if you come to our website, learn something, buy nothing, I've done my job, right? Um, so right now, the way that it works is once you take the quiz, you are able to formulate for you. So we had to create this formulation platform too on the back end. We formulate for you, but now the customer on their their front front on the front end, they're able to see exactly how their product was formulated, the ingredients that are in there, and what those in- ingredients are addressing based off of their quiz. Like if, for example, rosacea, or let's do you know, redness was a concern of ours. Well, we put cucumber extract, we put this in there, we did that. And this is, um, uh, this is uh, why it's going to help with your redness. Let's call it, I'm just, you know, making up some things, but not only that, if you want to click and learn more, it'll take you to the scientific journal article that actually has the science of how cucumber extract helps with redness. You know, I really wanted to educate and empower the customer um, in any way possible. And you need great technology to do that. Yeah. So that's, that's one piece of it. The other piece is allowing for the products to evolve and develop with the customer. Right. Um, and for the, the, the machine learning piece, the way that it comes in is as we gather more data, we're able to really create better and better products moving forward. And we can do that because we're all personalized and we have yeah. this, a supply chain set up in that way. So yeah, a technology was crucial and it was, it was something that we had to, we had to build the foundations on right from the beginning. Um, and now adding this telegram thing, like at the, the rate that we're adding it to our, our uh, service offering or our, uh, our offering is unheard of, but we can do it, right? Like you will never find a company that's able to incorporate telegram, build the back end, and do all of that in 45 days and less. Like, right. so we're able to jump on opportunities because we have the technology as part of our foundations, right? And yeah. That, that makes sense. It so does. We're it able does. to do things that a lot of other companies are not, don't have the agility to do right. uh, because, yeah, it was part of it from day one. We, we are a technology company. Before we're a product company, before we're anything else, we're a technology company. And that's why we're now at the heart of Silicon Valley. And, you know, we're, we're surrounding ourselves with, with some of the most innovative tech-driven companies out there. So our eyes are... Our eyes and ears are are in the industry for sure. So, Mark, do you want to talk about technology? You know what? Here's the thing. Well, I just want to touch on, and honey, again, every time I listen to her speak, I just smile because her passion is infectious. Um, And so it's, it's one of those things where I just want to add sort of another layer. So Honey was talking about, you know, the, the AI, right. And, and, and the back end just formulates so many things, but it even takes into consideration, like, the amount of pollutants that are in the air where you live. Oh, you know, wow. it is 
it, it is, it takes into consideration, you know, if you and I, Nancy, had the same sort of combination skin, right? Like dry hair, oily hair. If we went into a department store, right? We would get sold the same exact combination skin lotion. But this is, you and I can go through a test. We can both answer that question for combination skin. But the part that's different is you don't live where I live, right? Yeah. And so we have different air, there's different pollutants, there's all kinds of different things. And so, but that's the technology piece. I mean, this oh, wow. is literally formulating it down to, you know, where you live, what habits you have and just all those things. And so it's just, um, and again, I just say it, you know, are you using your grandma's skincare? No offense to grandma, but we should be <laughs> using skincare that's formulated just for us. Right. And it just makes sense. And when you tell people that they're like, wait, why am I using the same skincare as you? Right. I'm Italian. I have thicker skin. Right. Like it's even though we even live in the same neighborhood or across the street from each other, we still have different things. And it's just I think, honey, you said there's like what? How many formulations? Like 22 million formulations or just something really crazy. Um, and so that's the part of the technology that I get excited about, even though I'm the guy that's charged with building the sales field. Right. Right. But that's the that I can get behind. And then I always talk about that, you know, this is a business that we want you to, you know, be able to do um, on the go and remote and on your phone. Right. It is. Right. You know, it's even though people are craving connections um, after the pandemic. Right. People are craving being in person. Right. But still, you can be flexible enough that you can run your business on your phone. Um, yeah. And through our app and you can even learn on your phone with our with our selling system and you know, and, and, and Honey is right. Her and Darius did spend three years doing the work as the person who came on after. They've really sort of got rid of all the obstacles. Um, and so now we can really just focus on having a great product um, and building the consultant field. So that's so that's really interesting. I think that's fascinating, right? Because uh, I mean, it's just it's amazing the whole product idea and using technology to analyze your location as well as your the answers to your question to come up with the product. I think that's very innovative. But I was also thinking about for that distributor, right? We Mark and I were chatting a little bit about COVID and how much companies had trouble turning to technology, but that's not going to be an issue for you because from the beginning you could do this whole thing online. I could send a link to a friend and say take this quiz and try this product. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it's right. so, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think COVID was sort of, it, 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 it expedited the process of people coming into the technology age. And really like now we can, I mean, imagine teaching someone to scan a QR code three years ago, like yeah. they wouldn't know, but now it's the normal thing you do. You go to a restaurant, you scan your QR code and there you go. So I think uh, technology and, and coming into the technological age just got super expedited during COVID. Yeah. And, um, so now it takes the education piece out of it. Uh, Cause I think if our timing is just impeccable, cause if we were to launch this, I think prior to the, uh, the pandemic, I think there would have been a lot of educating that we would have to do. Yeah. Like, oh, you just, you have to take a quiz. Like, what do you need? So now I think consumers are so used to buying products online. Yeah. They're used to using their phones. So, um, I think timing is just great for us to, to be able to do some of the things that we're doing. Yeah, great. Um, that well, let's yeah. let's end on those. Uh, I assume it's mostly women, but maybe it's men. Everybody has skin, so men <laughs> need uh, lotion and and cleanser and all of those things as much as women do. But uh, how do you 
change someone or, or educate someone or motivate, I don't know what the word is, uh, to become an entrepreneur, right? To run a small business. They, you didn't get to choose them. You didn't get to hire them for their skills. So you've got a wide variety of people coming to you that don't know how to do a business and, you know, maybe a few that do, uh -huh, but uh -huh. what, how do you work with and support your distributors? I don't know what you call them, but Consultants, Consultants. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that was the advantage of us not coming from the direct uh, consulting, uh, the, the network marketing world. Um, right away, I went and signed up for every single company out there from Shackley to, you know, whatever uh, is out there, Monet and Rodana Fields. And I wanted to see what their training programs were like, right? Right. And I think if you have a good, systematic, sequential, step-by-step, -step, very turnkey solution for someone who has never been exposed to this world, who has never started a business, if you could give them simple steps, like toss the ball back and forth, I think there's a good chance of them succeeding. I mean, they're, they're, nothing's guaranteed, but at least your probability and your chances go up versus what I saw in other companies. It was kind of like, well, this is how you so post on social media and this is, but there was no, uh, none of this like toss the ball back and forth and the trainings didn't really revolve around that. Um, I think, again, setting your foundations up on, on a good platform is really, really good. So we did that. We were like, okay, how can we make this like the McDonald's model, um, right. like a franchise, right? Anybody could come in and, and kind of run with it. So uh, that was an advantage. But maybe, Mark, you could, you could explain a little on the challenges too. Or... Well, here's the thing. So I think that, um, you know, to Honey's point, so when you have that great selling system, uh, which I think you can tell from Honey Talking, we have it. Um, they, again, spent the time. I think Honey said she was filming videos for like six months um, setting up this selling system. But it really is that anybody can sit down, create your list, which is not new to any network marketing, social right. selling. You got to have a list, right? You got to have your right. list. But then there is a system in place. It's got videos. I mean, you have some tactical things you have to do. But it really is, at the end of the day, building relationships. But it is a sequential way to build relationships that doesn't seem aggressive or icky or any of those things, which is typically the biggest objection, right? Right. When people are like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be that person and da, da, da. Well, with this system, you literally aren't that person because it's not set up that way. And quite frankly, it's really set up on a referral basis, um, which is where the magic comes into play. And so it's um, right now, the thing that we're working on as we're building our field is getting people excited about what our products can do. Because once they trust and believe in us and our product, the selling system is just a walkthrough, right? right. You do it all the way through. We support you all the way through. You know, we have a, a chiral community, right? Um, and we always say in your business for yourself, but not by yourself. Right. Um, and so that's how we support them. Um, and again, right now we're in this wonderful place where we're starting out and starting up, right? And so um, we are forming a group and Honey keeps using this word foundational, that literally a group of foundational consultants who are going to help us um, be the best chiral we can be. And so, you know, we're in that space now, but it's anybody can come in. The system is so good. Um, and it is something that nobody else has, right? You mentioned my experience. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and quite frankly, that was one of the things that uh, made me take the leap. So, yeah. Wow. And, and Nancy, if, if I could also add, I also saw like people in the other, in our competitor space, right? Our, our, the competitive, com uh, our competitors, 
everybody had their own thing they were doing. I'm like, why is this girl creating a PDF and sending it out to her consultants and saying, yeah, do it this way? And like, why doesn't corporate have a guideline of, you know, these step-by-step things that you have to do? Because it's hard. They never started with, with a system, right? Right. And then once, you know, you're, you have all your consultants, you have 300,000 people kind of doing, running their own thing. And now you want to go and incorporate a system. It's so difficult, right? Right. So again, like we, we, if your foundations are set on, on, on the right things and giving people the right tools, I think it just makes it easier going along. And we really thought through everything. And it's part of the reason we didn't take outside investment. We are bootstrapping this whole thing um, because we wanted to take our time and do it the way that we believe is going to be the most effective, uh, most beneficial for our consultants and um, to build this company for the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now that's all the questions I have. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I mean, I'm just so excited to come and share this opportunity with everyone and talk to you a little about it. And, and, you know, if there are any executives from other companies out there that are listening, you know, you got to start thinking five years, 10 years, 15 years, because that same old product is just consumers have access to so many different products right now. And they're really, they want to be educated. So you got to start thinking that way. Like, yeah. The, the landscape has changed. It's no longer, you know, the, the, the Melaleuca and you could, no, like consumers have so many options and right. you have to figure out how are we going to stay competitive ahead of the curve. So okay. that's where we are. All right. Yeah. Great. I appreciate both of you taking your time. Thank uh, you. I think you really uh, gave us, I mean, it was nice to talk about your company too, but I think that uh, everyone who's listening can really take home some wonderful lessons here, right? About... Uh, thinking about personalization, thinking about training using technology, thinking about, uh, you know, how to come into the direct selling space if you've never been in the direct selling space. You gave us some really good insights there too. And Mark gave us the advantage of his experiences. So uh, thank you. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing your growth in the near future. Uh, Thank thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Take care. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast with Mark and Honey. And uh, we received a lot of great information. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank Leroy Ball for all his help with the sound. Uh, So today, thank you for joining the MLM.com podcast, bringing you information and insight into the direct selling industry. Join us next time.